waited for years. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. Uh, when I arrived on the scene, uh, Mr. Woods was uh, seated in the driver's seat. Um, I made contact with him and I ensured that he was able to speak to me. Um, at that time, he seemed that as, as though he was still calm and lucid. Um, I made the determination that it would be safer to wait for LA County Fire to help remove him instead of trying to remove him myself. So it's worth finding out where the public is getting all this false information, this disinformation, as we'll call it. So we checked. We spent all day trying to locate the famous QAnon, which in the end we learned is not even a website. If it's out there, we could not find it. Fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. <laughs> hey, party crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very glad you did. Please do us a favor. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And if you should give us a rating, <clears throat> that's professional. If you should give us a rating, despite the congestion, please consider giving us five stars because five stars feels like love. And when you have sinuses, you know, four stars really just doesn't cut it. It really feels like the friend zone. Like five stars brings you soup while you're sick. And four stars is, um, I don't know, like a scene. Like they, you know, like they see your text, but they don't respond. I think that's what four stars is. Um, well, how's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. It's Wednesday um, by, on recording day. It may be Sunday by the time you, you listen <laughs> to this. So I don't even know why I'm telling you what day it is. Um, but it's the 24th. Um, so since we last got together, which was Sunday, uh, pretty big news, um, as you heard. Tiger Woods. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Tiger Woods here in a minute uh I, but you know the voice you heard well the the very last voice you heard was uh the great george carlin and i actually don't know <clears throat> when that sound bite was recorded but man it sure did fit um apparently tucker carlson spent all day can you imagine you ever you ever like misplace your keys or the remote control and you know how frustrating it can be, like, trying to figure out. Um, in my house, um, I, I think, you know, it's the it's the um, EarPod box. And you just turn up everything trying to look for that. And it's just so annoying when you, you finally figure it out that it's in the most obvious place that you didn't think to look, but it's there. I mean, that's how I imagine Tucker Carlson must have felt yesterday. I think this was yesterday's broadcast, so let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he spent Monday. Maybe he spent the entire weekend thinking about, man, I, if I could only just find this QAnon, you know, if only I could find evidence that there is a, a, a conspiracy um, to, you know, overthrow the government. And apparently he spent the entire day, poor Tucker. 
and found no evidence. Hey, guys, guys, did you know that QAnon is not a website? Oh my gosh. You know, um, is there is there a Proud Boys website or is there like white nationalist, white supremacist like websites that show up on Google? Like, do you are are racists really focused on their SEO? Are they really like concerned? Were, were, <laughs> what was the thing? Um, I'm I'm you know, now it doesn't work. It doesn't work because I can't remember the name. But uh, it was a whole thing with the internet where the internet providers would be able to basically prioritize based on who's doing advertising, um, what you get on your search engines. Do you think that the, the, the white supremacists are losing sleep over how many clicks on, on your Google page um, before you get to, to QAnon or Proud Boys or, or whatever? You ever, have you ever done this? Have you ever accidentally done a search, but you realized it wasn't Google, but you were searching on Bing? It, I got to tell you, I, I can't think of anything more um, annoying than trying to do a search on Bing. Um, and I don't even know why it's even a thing. Why is Bing a thing? Is Yahoo still a thing? Do people still go to Yahoo? I mean, I know Yahoo's a thing because I, I use Yahoo for fantasy football um, and in my brother's league. And um, yeah, so other than other than fantasy football, uh, I would imagine that people use it for, for fantasy baseball. I do follow, I'm answering my own question. I do follow um, Yahoo Finance. So any of you, uh, any of you all decide to get into uh, Bitcoin this past week, man, let me tell you something. Picked the wrong time to get into Bitcoin. It would have been a great time to get into Bitcoin yesterday. Okay, um, I'm not. I am not. Obviously, I am not a licensed um, investment advisor. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't, and I don't offer any advice except to say. I do know enough to know to uh, to get in when the market dips, jump the hell in. So um, there there are a lot of stocks that might have seemed um, out of uh, out of your price range, out of your investment range. There were a couple yesterday um, that were that had been out of my investment range that I was able to get into yesterday. Um, but yeah, not, not it wasn't it wasn't the best time to get into to Bitcoin. Um, but I would say that if you are holding on to Bitcoin, keep holding on to it. Um, there's some challenges though. Uh, you know, uh, the cryptocurrency space is going to have to figure some things out. I certainly did not come into this pod, by the way, preparing uh, to talk about investment. Look, I I, I know nothing. Okay, here's my investment strategy. Here's my investment strategy. Um, and I was talking to Heidi about this last night. That I look around the house and I see the things that um, that Heidi buys. Or, or honestly, I look at the bags. So we've got 
closet because we we try to reuse bags. Um, and so like in the, in the pandemic back in April, I was seeing, oh, we had some leftover Macy's bags. Oh, we, you know, those huge, not bags, but do they still make those? Um, I think the only thing longer than a Walgreens receipt, it are the, are the bed, bath and beyond, um, coupons. I mean, look, bed, bath and beyond. I'm sure is a great place, but I got to tell you, man, the environment has, has bed, bath and beyond on a hit list. Okay. The Amazon looks at bed, bath and beyond, and they've got like serial killer, um, you know, pictures like they've got, <laughs> they've got pictures of bed, bath and beyond going to get coffee, going to the kids soccer games. You know, look, the environment has bed, bath and beyond. They've got CVS and Walgreens in their sites because, man, they are some tree-killing mofos, okay? But I looked around the house, see what we got, and I just I just started investing in the things that I saw. And, I, you know, I've always been afraid to invest. I don't know why. I just, you know, just figured that I would screw it up. I've done really well. Uh, I just should have held on. There are some things I should have held on to longer. Um, definitely should have held on to, um, party city stuff. Uh, definitely should have held on to Kirkland's. Oh man, man. God, that hurts. I bought Kirkland's for like, it was like 95 cents and I sold, I don't know, like 10, $11, but they were up, they were way up. Um, Anyway, I don't even I don't even know how I got on investing, but this is a good you know getting into Bitcoin. Uh, if you're gonna buy crypto, you can't. That's the most you know the most solid Ethereum, which I don't own any Bitcoin or any Ethereum. I do own Doge. We're going to the moon, baby, Dogecoin. Um, basically, you know I do whatever Elon Musk does. Um, so, except, you know, I don't have $1.4 billion to buy in Bitcoin. Anyway, sorry, this is this is a ramble. But it's it's just that, you know, poor Tucker. He can't seem, he couldn't seem to find QAnon or evidence of QAnon. Um, but absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Um, you know, that's, of all the things, of all the things that Carl Sagan... Um, taught us that to me is the thing that I always come back to. And when people are like, Oh, there's no episode. So basically Tucker was saying, well, I couldn't find any evidence that QAnon exists. And the presumption is that, well, if I couldn't find evidence, that means that the evidence doesn't exist. And we all know that, um, that's a bunch of crap. Um, the evidence was pretty much on display, but that's, that's where we're at. So think about this. We're not even we're not even two months out from the insurrection. And we already have deniers. We already have deniers. And so it's just going to the further we get away, the more and you just watch the more fantasized um, that uh, series of events is going to become. Um, 
but really, I also, honestly, I just, I wanted an opportunity to take a shot at Tucker Carlson. I feel like I haven't done that. And I'm like, how, how have I been on since July? And I have not yet taken a shot at Tucker Carlson. You know, I honestly, I'm a little disappointed with you. That's right. You, the listener, especially those of you who've been listening since July, how you have let me get this far without going at Tucker Carlson. So we're going to here. I'm all about shared responsibility. Okay. So if I, if I have to shoulder responsibility for not taking a shot at Tucker Carlson, by the way, do you think Tucker Carlson, like who, who is going to, who's going to step into the Rush Limbaugh seat? Who, who is going to be that person? If you're Josh Hawley or Ted Cruz, are you, are you making those kind of calculated risks to say, you know, I am I know that I'm a big enough D-bag to think I can be president of the United States, but you know, I might just only be the right size D-bag to be a uh, conservative talk show icon. It, it's not going to be Glenn Beck, right? Because does, does anyone actually like like Glenn Beck? I mean, like really, like like him enough to listen to him um, for three hours every day, Monday through Friday? I don't think so. Then again, I'm not sure enough of you like me in, <laughs> in order to listen to me for, for three hours nonstop. But yeah, Tucker. Yeah, Tucker, Tucker sucks, as uh, George Carlin says. But yeah, I'm holding you accountable for you not calling me out on holding Tucker Carlson accountable. Um, obviously, the big news since uh, we last got together was uh, Tiger Woods' accident. And I don't know about you, but I had several thoughts that ran through my mind. And um, the first thought when I heard Tiger Woods' car crash was Elon Nordgren. That was my initial thought. I'm like, holy crap, man. Did Elon like I'm like, <laughs> well, obviously, you all know the story. Um, Elon Ortegren, um, you know, with, with a, you know, disag a disagreement. I'm just going to call it a disagreement with her now ex-husband, Tiger Woods, uh, over his, um, you know, extramarital activities um, took took to him and uh, with the golf club to his Escalade. And of course, he crashed the ex Escalade and and. Part of his injuries, not not all of his injuries, certainly, but a lot of his injuries were exacerbated as a result of that of that car accident. Um, but immediately I'm like, well, it, a that's stupid. But that's where my mind went. Um, then my mind immediately went to the fact that a couple years ago, Tiger had um, he was operating. It was not a, he didn't get an OUI or a DUI, but he um, he had a traffic stop and he had, you know, he's been on a lot of painkillers. Right. So my mind immediately then went to, oh, my gosh, was he, you know, was he drugged up? Um, I should say there was a in between the thoughts of Elon Nordegren, like going after him with a golf club. And whether or not he was on drugs. The, the thought was like, is he alive? Is he going to live? Because, I, you know, I started thinking about Kobe. 
And I'm like, man, look, losing Kobe last year was rough, right? And it was the it was the ominous sign of, of things to come for 2020. But man, losing Tiger, you know, him dying, um, I just don't I don't think I would be able to take it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for every um, black man or black person in America, but I got to tell you, Tiger Woods. It's like when Tiger Woods is in contention on Sunday. Oh man, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. And I'm and I'm not saying that only black black people. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, however you feel. However, watching Tiger be excellent at what he does, just know that for a black person, and I can't speak to the I can't speak to the Asian Pacific Islander experience because that's not me. But I can tell you, from a black person's experience, we experience Tiger Woods in a way that you just can't. You just can't, and. It, it is personal for us. It's personal. Um, you know, in, in some respects, I look at, I feel about Tiger Woods. I don't know, uh, a couple weeks ago. So it, there, was a, there was a couple weeks where I wasn't on. But um, Cicely Tyson had passed away. A great actress. And I just remember as a kid, I felt like anything of, of note, any, any, any uh, television or film content that had any social significance for black people, Cicely Tyson was in it. And Cicely Tyson really captured the essence of, to me, just like just amazing women like just classy women she reminded me so much of my mom and the women in my family um on both sides of my family she she was like an aunt she's like an aunt but tiger to see you know when he won that first match to see a black man a young black man going into augusta georgia and kicking ass Oh man, there's nothing like it. So yeah, so when Tiger's winning, and 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 honestly, when Tiger is losing, oh man, it's just different for us. That, that's all I can say. And so, seeing his act, the accident, um, like the fear was like, oh man, and, and you know, and, and it's it's stupid. It makes no sense what I'm about to say, but I'm like, man, they're about to take Tiger from us too. Like, and I got nobody to blame. I mean, but that's, that was my thought. I'm like, man, they took, they, they, the proverbial they took Kobe from us last year. And now they're about to take Tiger. We can't have nothing. Can somebody please, can somebody please tell Michael Jordan um, and LeBron and Serena that they just can't go out the house anymore? Y'all just need to stay home because they're going to take y'all too. Um, Serena Williams made it to the quarterfinals of the Australian Open. She's 39 years old. And look, her her days of, of winning championships, major championships, might be over. 
But, but man, 39. Shout out to Serena Williams. Um, and I was also going to say they need they need to keep um, Michelle and Barack locked away too. Because if they're taking Tiger, they might come for them next. Um, I may have mentioned this on the show. But uh, Barack Obama and, and the boss have a new podcast. Um, definitely listen to it. I've listened to the first episode on uh, Spotify. It's a limited run. On, exclusively on Spotify, um, Barack and the Boss. I mean, there's nothing better. There is absolutely nothing better than that. Um, but prayers up to Tiger Woods um, and his family. And uh, honestly, no one knows. No one knows if he's going to be able to play again. I'm just hopeful that he is just going to be okay. To me, that's all that matters. That the other stuff, the other stuff. Um, doesn't really doesn't really matter, but uh, yeah. So honestly, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you. Uh, that's really all I got. Um, this is a short episode tonight. Got some things. Got some things on the. I got a board meeting tonight. Um, board meeting for the board meeting for the Midwest Music Foundation. Look, if you are looking, if you are a fan of live music, um. I would ask you to consider um, consider supporting the Midwest Music Foundation. Um, we we're supporting. Um, you know, it's tough, guys. It is tough out here to be a musician. Um, obviously, you guys know that, right? Um, but a lot of times, things get in the way. Um, health issues come up, and when you're a musician, there's no safety net for you. There's no, there's no, there's no health insurance for musicians, most musicians. And I'm going to tell you the truth. There are musicians whose music, you know, who don't just play local venues, but are touring nationally and internationally. It would surprise you who've had challenges with health insurance, like getting health insurance, keeping health insurance, um, Paying those ridiculous bills that come in the mail. So Midwest Music Foundation, I'm, I'm on the board for that. And uh, consider supporting them. Even if you're not from Kansas City, um, we, they're doing really good work. I just joined the board. So I'm saying we, but I guess I, I guess that's what you do when you join a board. Um, but uh, shout out to um, Rhonda and Shonda. Uh, who you know keep us all in line and who are doing amazing work and who have over the years um, just I don't know I mean it, it's hard it's hard to put in the words the impact that um, this organization has has made on the health and well-being of people who give so much to the um, creative scene especially the music scene here in Kansas City uh, I'm gonna stop talking and I'm going to let you um, get back to doing doing what you do. Um, but I want to leave you with a little something. So um, I think in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, we talked about briefly um, that uh, Mars, uh, Perseverance has landed on Mars. And uh, I just saw this really cool video by Space Gal. Uh, she's at Space Gal on uh, Twitter about um 
the the landing on the on the landing of the perseverance on the parachute um there was a, a secret message and I, I i just think it's really cool so i i don't even know i think i might just call it like cool moments in science but i'm gonna leave it with you all and especially because the message that she's going to reveal at the end is very important i want you to take heed to that so follow what the message says and continue to be good to yourself good to each other and i'm going to catch you on the flip side of the next episode of the uninvited peace um, can I share with you this thing I just learned? So NASA landed a rover on Mars last week and just released a lot of the footage today. Part of that footage was the parachute deployment. NASA said there was a secret message coded in the parachute. Literally a few hours later, a guy on Twitter says he's figured it out. Here's what it is. So if you look at the parachute, there's many of these, we'll call them columns, that go towards the center. There's also four main rings with different patterns. Consider a red location a one and a white location a zero. Ring by ring, put those numbers in groups of 10 and then consider it a 10-bit pattern. What that means is each position starting with the far right is an exponent of two. Two to the zero is one, this one is two, this spot is four, eight, and so on. Add up all those numbers, that's what this column is. For the inner three rings, these numbers map to letters, and that spells out Dare Mighty Things, a popular JPL slogan. And finally, the outer ring maps the numbers, which gives you JPL's coordinates.